Hey guys, I'm Tyler. I'm JT. I'm Pete. I'm Craig. And we are breaking down another horror movie on Scared Smithless. Enough time for one more story. All right, Friday the 13th. Where are we? Part, Part 7? Yeah. yeah. The New Blood. Uh, yeah, this one is, um, we're getting into sharp jumping territory here. Oh, oh for sure. If we hadn't already arrived. Mm-hmm. Um, 1988. Yep. May, uh, May 13th, if I remember right. Was it a Friday? Yep. Nice. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Who's our director? John Carl Buchler. Okay. Any directing credits? No. Nothing that we would know of. No. Gotcha. Yeah, I can see why. <laughs> this was his own vision, yeah, in my pr- opinion. Yeah, pretty, mu- pretty much all these, all the directors who directed these movies, these were more or less their claim to fame. There were things I was fine with in this one, but there were, I had a lot of questions. Uh, yeah. To yeah. say the least. Yeah, timeline still doesn't make sense to me, but we'll go with it. Fine. Yeah, I, it was very blotchy. I mean, if you ignore the plot, I guess it was okay. Right, the yeah. lack there of a plot. <laughs> the uh, there was definitely plot. Good. It was just all over the yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah, this was... Oh, I was forgot this. I was watching a Jason movie several times. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. This what this was Kane Hodder's first Jason movie. There you go. That's a positive. That was my favorite part about this movie. Yeah. Kane Hodder mm-hmm. owned that hockey mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sometime before this, he did like an interview once. He it was a fire stunt, and he actually burned himself during that stunt. In a commercial? Uh, yeah, it was an interview or something. Oh, that's all. That's all I saw. And he did an interview on fire. <laughs> yeah, there he was just showing <laughs> off his yeah, like a fire stunt, I guess, oh, in a suit or something. And, fire suit. Yeah, and just they just showing something off. went wrong, and he ended up getting second and third degree burns. Wow. <laughs> I bet you, you play with fire. On his upper body, body, yeah. Not his proudest moment. Yeah, probably not. I'm gonna be honest with you. This, I'm. This one made my. Um, you had to think too much. I'm losing my Jason Friday the Thirteenth spirit at this point. All right, it's like I said. This this is where right when it gets to six is when it starts getting ridiculous. I'd agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> so. We're getting we're getting into soul crushing territory. Oh, my soul got crushed from from the fifth one. I'm st- I'm still. <laughs> I still got a problem with that one, but yeah, this was, this was, uh, I'm. So the opening starts off pretty promising. We've got voiceover from Crazy Ralph. Yeah. Uh, the actor that plays Crazy Ralph. It's not the character of Ralph because yeah. he actually sounds. Walt. Human. Yeah. Well, right. Walt Gorney. Yep. Walt Gorney. Walt Gorney. Yeah. This was his last film credit that he ever did. Oh. But he's basically, um, narrating us up to this point and they're showing clips from. All of the movies up to this point. Mm-hmm. I believe so, yeah. Um, up to the point where, yet again, my issue that I've had with several of these movies where they show about the last six solid minutes of the last film, the entire fight in the boat with Tommy and oh, Jason. Yeah. Right. That and they did the good s- up to that point. They're showing clips, little snippets from each of the films, and I'm like, I like this. I like this recap style. This is engaging. It's interesting, even though I've seen the movies. 
but it's really helping me catch up. And then I don't need the last eight minutes of the last film. Right. Yeah. Mm. Just keep. Why don't you just continue that cut up like you've been doing? Yeah. It's still. It still wasn't as bad as like the first three films. Right. It wasn't as much. Right. It didn't show the last act. I still had the problem with Tommy somehow getting that huge boulder in that bow. (laughs) Yeah, I was just there. There's just there. No way. But again, nobody's going to the theater having no idea what's going on. The, everybody in that theater has seen all the other crappy movies. Right. If you're going in saying, I don't think I need to see the first six films, that's on you. Yeah. Right. Right. And so this, I could not imagine not seeing any of these movies and then seeing this right, one. This is just to uh, add to what Peter was just saying. Like science, The science doesn't exist for how that boulder was in there. It would have capsized. <laughs> Even on one at one point, you see him leaning over the boat next to the boulder. I'm like, well, that side is definitely yeah. weighed down. Yeah, <laughs> he should be flipping. So he should have been bailing water out of the boat right. while he's <laughs> yeah. while he's moving. You'll notice there are certain probably seemingly insignificant things in films that we kind of latch onto and have a hard time <laughs> yeah. letting go. Uh, it affects the overall grade that we give it, in my opinion. It can. Especially if there's continuity issues. Errors. Yeah. Yeah. So we open up back at a house on what we, Crystal Lake. Apparently they've changed the name back to Crystal yep. Lake. Yeah. What was it? It was like Green. Uh, Forest Green. Forest yeah. Green. Almost, almost said Green Acres. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a close up. Uh, we zoom in on the lake. Um, we go underwater and there's Jason still chilling from part six. Yep. Yeah. Chain still wrapped Fish food. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. Chain stole around the neck, attached to the boulder. Why? Why hasn't his body been like, yeah, or taken out of there? I think at this point we're to a supernatural Jason. Yeah. So but, it's just he's just not. Yeah, but the, yeah, cops aren't thinking that. Wait, did it's they not? Neat. Do you do you think they didn't dive in to search for the body? Would you go in and get? Well, him? maybe well, I, Tom, as Tommy I, said, I he needs kids. to stay in his yeah. resting place. Right. His original resting yep, place, which actually true. he was perfectly fine in the resting place at the beginning of part yeah. six until... Until you Frankenstein them back together. Right, yeah. exactly. Right. Or back to life. We have a house right next to the lake, um, home of the Shepherd family. We've got... I think it's just Mr. and Mrs. Shepherd. I don't think they ever say their first names. Daddy Shepherd. Yeah. We don't see inside the house. We just have a view outside the house, but we can hear Daddy Shepherd Beating his wife senselessly. Yeah. yeah. Smacking Mama Shepherd around. Mm-hmm. Drunk, drunk and beating. Stop yeah. drinking. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, their daughter and only child, Tina. She's what? I don't know. Eight. Sure. Something like that. Um, she runs out of the house. She doesn't. Obviously, she doesn't like what's happening. She goes out to the dock on the lake, and she gets in a boat. About this time, her. She's like what, like ten feet from the dock or so, or something. Something like that. Yeah. Her wife beating father comes out to the porch and sees her down by the lake and getting into the boat so then he turns into concerned loving father at this point yeah not buying it right (laughs) yeah considering you were smacking your wife around in front of your young daughter what 30 seconds before this i won't do it again right (laughs) i'm sorry i didn't mean to come back tina (laughs) i hate you daddy right so she's mad and she says i hate you daddy i don't I wish you were dead. Yeah. So we then immediately get what ends up being pretty much the main premise of this movie. And young Tina is telekinetic. Yeah. Yeah, she turns into Carrie at this point. She even has that look on her face. Oh, yeah. Just the dead eye stare. 
ripping that right off. So, yeah. yep. So, Daddy Shepard runs to the end of the dock trying to tell her to come back. And after she tells him that she hates him and wishes he was dead, she telekinetically collapses the dock. Right. Yeah, yeah. more or less. Yeah. And in my mind, actually, to how much I know, I was thinking that Jason, like, heard her say that, I don't want you to be alive, Daddy. Daddy, and he was shaking the foundation of the dock. Like, what, you you mean you thought that when you first saw it, or you yeah, still yeah. think that? No, when okay. I first saw it, I was yeah, just like, okay. wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that um, dock is rocking. So the dock collapses. They would have put a lot of work showing him sinking to the bottom. This would have probably cost a lot of money and a decent amount of production time. He doesn't look dead. I didn't understand this. He's yeah. he's clearly still conscious because when the dock collapses, there's a roof over the end of the dock. It falls in on him it's as the dock collapses, which would have been believable that that coming down is what probably hit him in the head right. yeah. and killed him right. as he as he went into the water. But it collapses, and it was a it was a believable shot. Yep. And, but then it shows him in the water, like. He looks like he's swimming. He looks like he's yeah. he's definitely flailing around under the water. To me, if they would have left out the underwater water shots of the dad, it would have been much more believable. Sometimes less is more, right? Right. right. I mean, right. you know, seeing him like fall in, like the seeing like from the bottom of the water, you know, him falling in. So it's like, okay, we get it. Right, because the roof collapses on him. So yeah. the idea would be, oh, that fell and probably hit him in the head. And, and that's what killed him as he went into the water. But when right. you see him floating amongst the debris and not even floating, but like moving around, to me, very much conscious. Yeah, right? seemed like it. That, yeah, that wasn't believable that he was dead. But apparently he's, yeah. he's dead. That killed him. Yeah. We then jump. What, how many years later? Ten I mean, years? I guess it's ten years. That scene's supposed to be 1991, and then it cuts to 2001 or something, according to Jeez. what I've what i been reading. Somehow in the future. But somehow it's still the 80s. So we've got a teenage Tina it at lo- this point. It, it looks like Back to the Future Part 2 future at right. this point. <laughs> yeah. So teenage Tina wakes up in the car. So she was probably seeing this in a dream, I guess we're supposed to yeah, assume. That, yeah, that's what I I mean, it happened. This was yeah. a backstory. Mm-hmm. She's in the car with her mother. They're going to Crystal Lake. This is when we see the sign that says Crystal Lake. So mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know if we're just making the whole four screen idea not canon. Or yeah. if they changed the name back. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. You'd think they would have thought through that. Right. Yeah. This would have come up in like production said, meetings. Like I said, I think they're the just completely getting rid of the fifth one. Well, this was in the sixth one. Yeah, right. Forest Green came from the sixth right. one. It was now, Forest Green, but I yeah, keep yeah, it that right. doesn't make sense. Never mind. Yeah. See, now, originally, this, this was supposed to come up be... when you storyboarded this. Right. Yeah. So. Now, uh, Jason became a zombie in the last one, and this one was supposed to be Freddy versus Jason. Oh yeah. But because of licensing, I guess between Paramount New and Line. New Line, they New weren't Line. able to reach an agreement. Yeah. So we get a little bit of uh, exposition here. Tina's talking to her mother. They're apparently going back to the house that we got from the first scene, the house where Tina was a little girl, where her, her father died in yeah. her hands. And I thought that was strange. at her mind, yeah. at her mind's her hands. Her mind's hands, right? <laughs> like, why, well, why, why did they go back to that place specifically? She I mean. has a doctor, Doctor Cruz. So they say they're going back to see Doctor Cruz. He's going to help you. This is what he thinks is, is best for you. I don't. I don't know that I agree with that. It seemed like I'm not a it, doctor. Right. It seemed like it was some kind of a trying to get her closure. Okay, by going back to the, the where everything began. Right. That's all. Yeah. yeah I, that's all I, I think. I put down in my notes sense. that he was a 
sketchy doctor with a hidden agenda. He was looking for something other than to help her. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense because he does play Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Terry <laughs> Kaiser? Terry Kaiser. Yeah. Goodness. So, <laughs> yeah. That's right. as, that to me is his claim to fame for in my book. A couple times during the movie when just his face was up there, I kind of put my finger across and closed one eye so it kind of put a mustache over him. And pretend, <laughs> and pretend like he was in Wigan. And pretend he was dead. Yeah, pretend like he was dead. <laughs> you're, you're ridiculous. <laughs> so, they arrive at the house. There are teenagers in a house right next door to them. I guess. Who were, kids were introduced to pretty quickly. And we'll get more to them in a minute. Tina spills the suitcase trying to get it out of the trunk. And one of the teenagers, Nick, mm -hmm. comes over to gallantly help her. He seemed like a pretty good guy. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, he, I don't know. He looked yeah. like he just wanted to see her. Yeah, clothes. Craig, I know he was guys kinda, like He was kind of creepy at first. <laughs> he wasn't trying to help her, help her. He was trying to help himself. His sleaze bag yes. is what he was. So Nick helps, although Tina tells him she, he, she doesn't want help. She's sh slamming that door mm -hmm. right away. I mean, he did touch I, her. No, they kind of had a, not, not a moment, but like she was like, Letting him pick up some of her garments. Yeah, that's what I'll... Yeah. So while this is happening, um, Mama Shepard and Dr. Cruz are inside the house. Dr. Cruz um, is, is saying again that she's feeling the guilt from killing her father. This coming back here is going to help her. Yeah, he's really hammering that throughout the movie. Right. So right away, Dr. Cruz takes Tina upstairs and is setting up all of his equipment the idea is that he's wanting her to show control, her telekinesis, use it, yeah. first of all. He's got a yeah. video camera set up, and yeah. he's wanting to film it, document right. it. Yeah. He puts a matchbook down. She says, do we really have to record this? And he says, yes, we need to track your progress. Um, he puts a matchbook on the table and tells her to move the matchbook with her mind. Focus. And move the matchbook. He's lacking in bedside manner, right? Yeah. Yeah. He definitely yeah. is. She doesn't do it. She's clearly distraught about yeah. the whole thing. And he immediately yeah. starts yelling at her. Yeah. You're not trying, Tina. Right. Yeah. You're lying. Yeah. You're lying to me. She says, I can't do it. You're lying. Yeah. She says something like it only works sometimes. Um, and I, I guess that's explained away by the fact that he says she has to uh, experience an emotional peak in order yeah. to summon her telekinesis. Kind of like so, and it works. I mean, she eventually moves the matchbook, and then when she, he really makes her mad, she ends up lighting. telekinetically lighting all the matches yeah. on fire. Right. But she doesn't really have control no. over it. I mean, uh, like that the the matches catching on fire was spontaneous. Yeah. She didn't mean to do that. It's an uncontrollable impulse. Yeah. Right. We then kind of jump ahead a little bit. She's looking at a picture of her dad. Apparently, they just left everything in this house when her yeah. mother moved out. So they. Uh, I was kind of confused with this. Do, do the doctor and her mom know that she's the one that caused his death? Yeah, they talk mm -hmm. about they that do. several okay. times. They say she's okay. feeling oh, the yeah, guilt yeah. over causing her father's death. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. The mom. The mom saw it happen. So I guess if we didn't, if we didn't establish this already, Tina's been in a in a hospital apparently since her dad's death. Yeah. Psychiatric um, hospital. Right. She had a psychotic break. And so the idea is that if Doctor Cruz can help cure her of. I mean, do they look at the telekinesis as a disorder that she needs to get rid of? Or is it the fact that she can't control it? I... He keeps talking about it, the problem being the guilt she's feeling over causing her father's mm -hmm. death. I don't know if it's really that or if, it, if he's just trying to get 
what he wants out of her. I, de- I definitely think it's what... Because I think he's just... Well, it is, but we don't know that yet. Okay. It's under the guise that he's trying to... Help. Cure, yes, yeah. help her in some way, which we they just never really establish exactly what that means. Are they trying to get rid of this power? Are they trying to harness it so that yeah. she help. doesn't... Use it? I don't understand. Why does, the, does the hospital know that she has this? Well, I think or, so. I mean, or is, yeah. like, did, did he get his degree in, you know... Psycho, s- psychokinetics? Yeah. Yeah. They simply just could have taken her to go see Charles Xavier. He could have, yeah. I mean, that, should, that was the simplest the, solution, yep. in my opinion. At the, uh, that's what right? it would be, telekinesiology. No, I don't think that's it. It sounds yeah. good. Okay. It sounds good. <laughs> they should have taken her to the school of gifted children. Yeah. Yeah. Charles Xavier School for Gifted Children. There you go. She would have met Jean Grey there. Yep. Huh. Would have and, <laughs> and they would have been regular. Better, better than, than Anna Paquin. And Louise. Yeah. yeah. Wait, who was Anna Paquin in that? No, no, she, she, was, she was Rogue. Rogue. Oh, the yeah. one that sucked people's powers out of them. I had a yeah. thing for her when I was 14. Tina's looking at a picture of her dad. Did no. you see the spider webs in the corner? Yes. Good grief. It was not Did well you notice the hat that he was wearing in that picture? Oh, <laughs> such right. a weird picture to show. Ugh. Of her alcoholic father. Right, I mean, this is definitely, they never again touch on the fact that he was an abusive alcoholic. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. See, this is one of the issues I had with this movie. <laughs> Just one. If they're gonna If they're going to take the approach that it's so sad that her dad died, she didn't mean to, and she wants him back, and... Because they even talk, like, even her and her mom have, like, moments where they're like, I know, I miss him too. It's like, we opened on him being the villain of this film right. the first within five seconds after the opening credits right that he is smacking around his wife who's scared that he's been drinking and uh, yeah. he's verbally and physically abusive it's not pretty immediately right. in this movie and then that all goes away i guess we needed a reason for tina to be mad at him which there were a lot of different ways it could have gone with that yeah. so you think they would have played more into the idea yeah. that he was a, an abusive father a drunk they don't because immediately when he comes outside to find young Tina, he's he seems right. to have yeah, sobered up immediately, and he's oh yeah. no, Tina, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I did. And I, I had a different uh, a thought of how he would appear when he came outside. I thought he'd like be kind of looking like, like a, a drunk golf sweater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like like Otis off of uh, the Andy Griffin show. Yeah, like like an actual. Drunk <laughs> Not even that bad. Like, wow, I can't believe that guy's in there beating his wife. So she's overcome with emotion from seeing these pictures of her father. She runs back out to the dock, emotional, and, Daddy, I'm so sorry. I wish I could bring you back. Now, here's, you want to talk about Jason still being under the water. Why on earth would her dad's body still yeah, be under I the water? Yeah, I wonder that, too. So, we kind of see what's coming here. She She's yeah. sitting on the dock, so she's, you know, I, I think having the idea that maybe I can use my powers to bring him back. Because she yeah. says that, I wish I could bring you back, and then she seems like she has a light bulb moment, and she starts... Really concentrating. Yeah. Carry eyes again. Yeah. And the water starts bubbling. And then, now, now this is, uh, before we even get to what happens next, I are we supposed to believe, and I guess we are, that her dad's body stayed under the water? Right. They, the police yeah. So like, this, I mean, was, this was they not, not take out dead they, bodies yeah. from this lake? It's just off the, the dock. It's not like it was right. that deep. No. Yeah. Right. Easy to find. So right. You're going to clean, they cleaned, they cleaned the dock out of there. There's not still floating yeah. wood in the water. Right. That's true. Well, he always they would wanted have just, to be buried there. I don't he wanted know. to be buried but at sea. Not, <laughs> maybe there's piranha in there. That's not police procedure. That yeah, this was not that. like a family secret where they right. didn't tell anybody. Yeah. They obviously she's been in a hospital for this very thing for the last umpteen years. Yeah. 
and his body is supposedly still at the bottom of this lake. Well, police protocol Just calls for more it. reason to not bring her out here. Yeah. Not like I Get said, closer I mean, here. We're gonna dig your daddy's bop right. body out of the lake. Right. Uh, some may not find an issue with this. I have a huge issue with that. And even yeah. like that's something that I'm sorry. If you're making a movie, you can't ignore that. You've got to give your audience some credit and and explain something. Well, you can't just expect us to accept the fact that through all of this, that her dad's body was left at the bottom right. of this for, lake for years, years. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. she opened up another dimension. Because here's and the other part into it. <laughs> Here's the, the other of the lake. part of this, right? Brilliant. Um, that's the only. If he falls in the water say. and dies, whether he drowns or whether he was hit in the head with dock roof, his body be floating at the top of the lake. Right. Yeah. Again, a lot of like open holes and blotches. So you can even high. you can even explain this away, even with the finale at the end. But the fact that she's out here right now and is trying to revive her father from the bottom of this lake, there's no way her dad's body would still be in there. We got to move on. I'm I'm sorry, yeah. but. <laughs> I'm not letting this movie off the hook for that. Yeah. So, okay, this is where things get weird if they haven't already gotten there. No, so there. in the process of trying to revive, is that the right word? Sure. Telekinetically revive her father. And here's another thing. She right. she sees like visions of, it's, it's clearly Jason that we're seeing. Well, I think the idea is that she's sensing that there's a body in the lake. There's a balance in the force. We'll call it a... Does the sense no. have a hockey mask? Right. Yeah, so this is right in the same area where Tommy chained Jason to the bottom of the lake. Tina uses her mind powers to blindly revive whatever life is at the bottom of this lake. Whatever thing. So that was accidental. Like, obviously. We see Jason. I don't think she was trying to revive a mess. We see Jason at the bottom of the lake snap back to life. The chain breaks. He comes bursting above the surface of the water. Like and I'm gone. Tina sees it. She passes out. We then see Jason trudging through the water, coming back out. And then we get Dr. Cruz and Mama Shepard waking Tina up, who passed out. Yeah. This one's almost as bad as Tommy. Almost. Yeah. Except, yeah. That, except this was, I feel, well, I don't know. Because I, I don't think he really meant to bring him back. It's still his fault. Right, and but Tommy is... created a makeshift defibrillator. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he went it. out looking yeah. to do that, like looking to like disturb Jason's. Uh... Should have just and actually just destroyed. Right. She left had it. no idea that this beast was down there slumbering. Right. Lurking. So, whoops. Could have done without that. Jason's walk was pretty cool. Kane Hodder's the man. Oh, he oh, is. Yeah. He's the best. Uh, I mean, it, it, he's it's it's a it's a guy. A dirty-looking guy wearing a mask in all of these movies, but Kane Hodder just brings a new... He brings new life. He makes him a character. He gives character to Jason. I was thinking when he came walking out of the water, like, back in black, my ACDC, (laughs) if it was out, should have been playing. Kane Hodder played Jason in... Most of the rest of these movies, mm-hmm. is that, yeah. Yep, yep. I, I don't, I, I don't, not Even, all of them. Yeah, not all. Not of in them. the 2009 uh, remake. No, but. no. I, he was in um, Jason X. I think that was the last one. He gotcha. I think you're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in all of the ones between now and then. Yes. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love the uh, makeup. I oh. mean, it's not. I, I mean, it's not Rick Baker type of makeup, but you know, it was still I, cool. We see like oh, the yeah. bone. We yeah, see, you're like, seeing spine. Yeah, and, you're seeing pieces of skeleton at this point i cannot wait until we get to jason x that's gonna be a long episode <laughs> oh my ridiculous let's let's just keep... the most expensive fan film ever made so at this... trudging through here um the, the, the 
So Tina's back inside now. Dr. Cruz and Mamba and Shepard are talking to her. Tina says, what happened? Where is he? And they're saying, who are you talking about? So she tries to say that she brought someone back. They're confused and think she's talking about her dad. She says, no, it was someone else. So I, yeah, it's this thing's... Dr. Cruz and Mama Shepard are as confused as we are at this point. Yes. Not knowing what she's talking about. She's mad because she says, you don't believe me. No, we don't because you're not making any sense. (laughs) You brought someone back. The only person that could be down there is your dad. But it wasn't your dad that you brought back, which would already be unbelievable. It was someone else that you brought back that wasn't your dad. Okay. She was doing an incredible job of, like... Experiment over. We're going back to the hospital. Making no sense. We then cut to Jane and Michael. Not Jane and Michael Banks from Mary Poppins. (laughs) But Jane and Michael, a boyfriend and girlfriend, broken down on the side of the road near the woods. Because, of course, they are. Right. So we find out that they are on their way to... The cabin. Right. the, The next door house where the other teenagers are at for Michael's surprise birthday party. And Nick... Our, our, yeah, our, the guy that connected with Tina at this point um, is Michael's cousin. So it's a surprise birthday party for Michael, and that's why the the young younger crowd is at the is at the cabin next door. But their car breaks down, so they have to walk because you wouldn't have a Friday the Thirteenth movie if you didn't have a car breaking down. That's no. right, and having to walk endlessly <laughs> until you were murdered. So Nick comes uh, back over to the Shepherd House. And, and delivers a shirt to Tina that she didn't that that she left on the ground when she was throwing her stuff back into the suitcase. Yes. From he did say that he washed it. Yeah, that was nice. oh, what yeah. a good guy. Yep. Oh yeah, um, snapped it a few times. Introduces right. himself. To, <laughs> introduces himself to Mama Shepherd and um, says that they're having a surprise birthday party next door and invites Tina, to which her her mother actually encourages her to go. Which, Which I thought was weird. Right. She just got out of the hospital. Right. Mental hospital at that. Right. Uh, my daughter can light things on fire with her mind. Yeah. I don't know if she <laughs> should go over and get into teenage drama. Unless she's, unless she's like renting her daughter out for birthday parties to light the candles with her mind. Oh, there you go. That'd be a cool party trick. Oh, yeah. I don't think she's quite quite that controlled yet. Yeah. Here's yeah. Tina. So <laughs> the, uh, Nick and Tina leave. And Dr. Cruz comes in, and he's not very happy that she's gone over next door. This is the only time that he's actually kind of being a doctor, but you know it's because he has his own nefarious agendas. I think he was excited because he finally had her to himself. Right. He could do basically whatever he wanted to as far as uh, his studies go. go. Right. Push as hard as he wanted with the telekinesis. Weird waters for a second. (laughs) We then go back to Jane and Michael in the woods. Um, Michael needs to relieve himself. So apparently needs to go like 50 yards away from his girlfriend At to, least. to pee. We get Jason stalking up behind. Jane. Jane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Pins her to a tree and then shoves a metal spike through her neck. Fun fact. Yeah. This is our first Jason kill. So. Yeah. Yeah, by, uh, his, his first Jason kill. Yeah. Ken Hodder's first one. There you go. Yeah. Kane Hodder's first Jason kill. Yeah. And what did we decide? What, were these uh, tent spikes? Looks like a bayonet. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah, whatever it is. It's nasty looking. Yeah, we'll say it's a combination of. See, I'm, there's going to be another issue here pretty quickly. Oh I'm, yeah, holding on for now. Yep. Cannot. Chases Michael down in the woods. And here's here's something. Before that, like you said, you seem like he went like 50 yards away to pee. Right. And as soon as he got done, he turns around and he's like 20 feet away. Right. right. There's some logistical issues. Yeah. Right. They and did not really re. They did not do a screening of their own movie. They yeah. could not have. 
Do we, we know how many people wrote this movie? One. It feels like they took two. four different movies and crammed them together. <laughs> it yeah. really does. All right, all right, all right. First, we're going to do Carrie, and then we're going to do the original right. Jason stuff like we normally do, and then we're going to have like so. It's just like it was a my movie pie. Yeah. Michael sees Jane's dead body, and then he sees Jason, so he runs slash stumbles away. No, he runs. Yeah, yeah. yeah he he, not, he not, gets he, he gets does. away pretty well, but then Jason throws the spike. Through Michael's back, and as Michael's still trying to crawl away, Jason lifts him up by the spike so, and finishes him off. So it was a valiant effort yeah, by yeah. him. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Um, so Tina's now at the party. Uh, we're introduced to some of the some of these teenagers. So we've got let's see, Robin and Maddie are two female friends. They're hanging out in the kitchen. They both like a guy named David, the who's stoner, kind of a creep. We've got Russell and his girlfriend Sandra. Russell's kind of a prick. Yeah. Um, he he. So Russell, I don't know if he is Nick's brother, but he also talks about Michael being his cousin. Right. Yeah. It really doesn't yeah. matter. But Russell is with Sandra. Russell comes into the kitchen at the party, and he's mad. He's got his pants pulled up too high. He's kind of a yuppie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, he's, and he's already pissed off. Mad him. that they're making a mess. Yeah. Okay. He's got a sweater tied around his neck. Yeah, he does. We have Melissa, who is our, she's she's not pleasant. She's our evil stepsister of the movie. Yeah, yeah this that's act, a good way. And this actress, uh, Susan Jennifer Sullivan, uh, she didn't have any idea she was auditioning for a uh, horror film. Oh, really? What did she yeah. think she was doing? I don't know. Well, a lot of times, yeah, well, they will, the production will put their movie title in incognito. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people around the area won't know, oh, this is a Friday movie, and they won't try to jump in and mess with it. Yeah. It was actually, uh, I think the working title was Birthday Bash, I think. Oh. Eddie, introdu- Eddie uh, introduces himself to Tina by immediately talking about some fan fiction, science yeah, fiction. Star... Uh, I don't remember. It's something oh stupid. my gosh! He was a writer, or no? I think it was something he was just making An up. Inspiring. I don't think so because he's a science. He's a nerd. And by immediately, you mean like she has maybe three toes in the house yeah. before he yanks her over and says, "I need your opinion on something." Because I know you, right. and I I know your thoughts will help me further my book. Yeah. Right. To success. Yeah, you um, seem weird. I'll just pick. <laughs> right. Just David go. tries shotgunning a beer and almost chokes to death. Yeah. Spits all over the girls. Right. Lips. Tina sees this and immediately hallucinates a vision. Oh, yeah. yeah. David turns into Nick and he's got a spike through his back and he's spitting up blood. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Which, well, which just happened, right? So she's obviously having, well, it's not a premonition, a post-premonition? Foresight? No, that would still be... Yeah. Foresight's the same thing as a premonition, right? She's having a vision of... Yeah, psychic vision. Yeah. Of, of the murder that just happened. So she freaks out. She runs back over to the house where her mother and Dr. Cruz are at. Before she gets into the house, she's getting ready to go in the, the back door, and she sees the that metal spike stuck in the side of the oh, house. Oh, yeah. So she sees that, freaks out even more, goes inside, tells her mom and Dr. Cruz that she just saw a vision of a murder. So they basically, especially Dr. Cruz, is telling her, no, you're, no, you're, you're, you're hallucinating. You're hallucinating. It's not real. Mentions the guilt from her father's death again. So oh, she why, says, why would she hallucinate something like that, I don't though? Know. She says, well, there's a spike stuck in the side of the house right now. I'm pretty sure I didn't hallucinate that. So yeah. Dr. Cruz says, well, I'll go check it out. So he leaves, 
a couple minutes later, he calls Tina and Mama Shepherd outside. The spike is not there. And Tina says, I don't get it. It was right here. The hole is still right. there. Yeah. So I'm not sure why she didn't mention that. The yeah. fact that, oh, the hole, it was in this hole right, right. here. An um, indication that something was there. Exactly. So, but the spike is not there. So Tina is uh, resolving to the fact that she needs help. And she says, I need help, doctor, please. And, and he says, we'll get you help, Tina. You bet your bottom dollar we'll get you help. So then we cut to uh, a couple of campers, Dan and Judy, who are here just to add to our victim count. They play no role in any of the rest of the movie. Um, They're sitting by a campfire outside their tent in the woods. Judy complains that it's cold, tells Dan to go get firewood. He makes a Terminator reference. He's chopping some wood with a machete. He chops that wood up pretty easily with a yeah, the machete. Yeah. Right. I think Runs. he sneaks up behind him. Yeah, he does. That was it. Oh, yeah. that's right. So yeah. he's yeah. walking. He's still walking through the woods, yeah, and we get a really cool yeah. shot from behind as Jason just appears and, and follows up yep. behind the Lloyd Christmas is in. Dan, oh my gosh. He punches his heart. I don't there think was, he got his... Was it his heart? He just... Well, he, yeah, he punches... I'll say it was. He shoved he, his hand he, through his chest. He punches his fist through Dan's back. I swear he breaks his neck, right. too. I think he did, too. I think he did that, and I swear he broke his neck. I could be wrong. It could just be the noise Double tap. Stuff. Yep. Yeah. Jason's efficient. He just... Yeah, he just need, needed to make sure he was done. Right. So he then goes and visits Judy in the tent... Oh, yeah. This is cool. I love this Cuts scene. the side of the tent open with his machete. Pulls Judy out in her sleeping bag. Oh, this was gnarly. Yeah. Like she's in a potato sack, basically. Yeah. Oh, she's God. squirming and screaming, and so he takes, swings her into a tree, and... That was it. That's all it takes. Yeah, yeah. fun fact. She did. We are now 40 minutes into this movie, and we have finally received our fourth kill. It is a, this is a very slow burn. Most of the other ones that we've been watching, it's bang, 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 you know, uh, as far as it's like high octane, we're getting the kills back to back to back. And by 40 minutes in, normally we're like at like nine kills. This is double that already. So I just wanted to point that out. Well, another fun fact, they used a mannequin, like uh, Ken Hodder didn't know how heavy this mannequin, this mannequin, I think was close to a hundred pounds that he was swinging around there. And he was getting so frustrated because it didn't look right the way he was swinging it. Till finally, like one of the last takes he did, he just he was just so frustrated he swung it. Did he did he kick it afterwards? I said he kicked it. I didn't notice. And that. then I'm that's sure. that's the one they finally actually end up using really? for the movie. That's wow. funny. So we go to the next morning. We are back at the party cabin, yeah. the party house. Eddie's fur- further establishing his coolness? nerd status. Oh. Yeah. Wasn't he talking about mummies? Yeah. Coolness in his own Space way. nummies. Oh. Space nummies. Space mummies. What's a space nummy? We're then introduced to oh. Oh, um, no. our last two characters. It's Ben and Kate. They are, well, they're, they're a couple, and they apparently are not getting along right now because... Ben might be gay. <laughs> there was actually maybe a, that's why they're fighting. A right? lot of the actors in this movie, from what I read, were actually gay. Oh, I, I, all right. That that's their their. He their also thing. looks exactly like a young Jordan Peele. Oh my oh, gosh! Yes. Yeah. If yeah, if Jordan Peele, count Jordan Peele. If Jordan Peele looked around this time with that hair that he had, he would look exactly like that. If you if you would have told me that this is that's Jordan Peele, yeah. I I would have one hundred percent believed you. Well, technically, it could have been since it does take place in two thousand one. There you go. <laughs> so, because at one point I remember when Eddie tells some secret about Ben about his, I think he was referring to his 
alias is Pr Pronglarg, or he says some really weird nickname for him in it. Oh, yeah. Prongdor, something it, like that. Yeah, yeah. Prongdor. Yeah. What uh, does that even mean? So we then go down by the lake. We've got Nick and Tina still spending time together. If Nick is trying to skip rocks, he's the worst rock skipper of all time. Those are the wrong rocks to pick. I'm just going to say he's throwing rocks yeah. into the water because if he's trying to skip rocks, that's embarrassing. Yeah. They look like rocks you'd take out of a quarry. Yeah. Tina, you know, makes some mention of them being Nick's friends. He says, they're not my friends. I don't really even know them. I'm only here because it's my cousin's birthday party. Or his cousin who still hasn't arrived, by the way. Yeah. Right. But that's what I would be saying if I'm trying to get with this girl. She's already been kind of made a fool of by the girls at the party. And so she's feeling like she's not wanted. And so why wouldn't you be like, those are my friends. I'm here with you. I just, I'm not buying his nice guy. Oh, you're not buying it? No. Like no. He, he has, he's just as sneaky as that doctor. He has his own agenda. And again, their backstories don't matter. No. We, we keep trying to explain these characters, and it really doesn't matter. Um, we then get a POV shot, which is usually Jason. It's not. It's actually Melissa. Pearl necklace Melissa stalking. Oh, yeah. She's got the hots for Nick. I don't think we've mentioned that yet. She likes Nick. Nick likes Tina. So Melissa, yeah, therefore... Clearly, he does not like Melissa. Slut yeah. math would tell you that right. yeah. Melissa does not like Tina. Yeah. So she's like crouching behind a tree and spying on Nick and Tina because That's she has up. a lot of dignity. Right. Tina tells Nick, "You don't want to mess around with me. That doctor that's here is here because I have some type of I saw my issues. Yeah, I saw my father die. Right. Yeah. That I'd be like, thanks for letting me know. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm out." Right. I'm here as a friend. You know. you know what? Maybe not even that. <laughs> I don't even, again, getting that information, he still sticks around because he's a nice guy. But That's I'm right. like, See? I think he's in I told you he's game. a nice guy. Yeah, no. I think he's, he's working for Dr. Cruz. You uh, think so? Yeah. <laughs> Nick says he doesn't care. They end up kissing. Tina goes back into her house. She's nice to her mother for the first time in the film because she's smitten. Right. That's the best way to put that. Put that. We get more character development from our teenagers, which doesn't matter. Nope. Maddie and Robin both like David. Not sure why. I don't know if they were saying it him. Robin gives right. Maddie some... He had weed. Really... He did have. That was a big right. baggie, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, he invites them to, to smoke pot with them. He's like, who wants another cocktail? Maddie very much likes David. Robin likes him, too. Robin tells Maddie... You need some touch-up work first. Wow. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, they're friends? There was probably a more loving way to tell her that. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. Maddie does kind of look like Velma from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Uh, teenage girls are kind of bogus to one another. Yeah, they are. Especially yeah. when it's over a guy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Maddie looked worse than Velma. There's no oh, one of yes. those where you're ugly if you have glasses on in a movie. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. She took them off, and I still wasn't impressed. I know. But what do I know? I remember the woman on Austin Powers that, uh, who turns out to be a fanbot. She had glasses, and she was very easy on the eyes. So, Robin goes off to smoke with David. Maddie tells her, you don't smoke. Robin says, I don't care. I do now. So that's a great message yeah. for young women out there. Yeah. Yep. yeah. You don't know her, Maddie. Not as well as you think, anyway. So Tina's back over at this house at this point, and Melissa makes a pretty cruel joke. Has Eddie put on a coat backwards oh, yeah. that wasn't cool. to make it look like a straight jacket and That's tells, Hey, funny. Tina. 
Isn't this how you guys wear jackets at the mental hospital? Right. Yeah. That's not funny. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you don't, I don't know anyone who would do something no. like that. So Tina goes into carry mode again, and I thought she was going to choke Melissa with I her pearl too. necklace. Yeah. She ended up just breaking it and spilling the pearls all over yeah. the floor. All right, so my question is with that, did everyone, Rick and did, did everyone at the party, did they realize that? If she had done that? Yeah, no. or were they just like, oh. They just thought that her pearl necklace snapped. Oh. Well, right, they didn't seem to think it was. her neck right. for a second? Right. They didn't, oh, that's funny. Tina leaves, and um, Nick comes down the stairs and gets mad at the others because he obviously realizes that Tina left upset, so I think he realizes that they weren't being nice to her. Yeah. Tina goes back over to her mom and Dr. Cruz, keeps trying to tell them that she's seeing things and that... You're not listening to me. I'm seeing things. I don't understand why you... Because he tell, she tells them about the pearl necklace, which Dr. Cruz believes. He obviously saw what happened with the matchbook. She says, I don't understand how you believe that basically I can move things with my mind, but when I tell you I'm having visions, you don't believe that. And he says, I do believe that you're seeing this stuff. I just don't believe it's real. Right. Okay. So this continues to make Tina upset to the point where she uses a television as a weapon. Against him. Yeah. Like that. And mentally, telekinetically throws it at Dr. Cruz across the room, he who dodges being, it. He was being kind of insensitive. That's kind of his M.O., though. Yeah. So Tina uh, tries to leave the house. Nick's gotten over there at this point and meets her on the back porch. And um, Tina's trying to tell him, I, I, I keep seeing a vision of someone dying, and I'm afraid it might be your cousin Michael. Because he's the person that hasn't shown up yet. Okay, so even at that point, if I hear a female say that to me, I think I'm gonna like you're crazy, and uh, this conversation, this relationship is hereby dissolved. So yeah. Well, what if he found out she was right? Yeah. We barely got off the ground. I don't even know. <laughs> she says, "Do you have a picture of your cousin?" And he says, "Yes," and shows her a picture of his cousin Nick, and she confirms. She's like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the guy that I saw." getting killed yeah so she says i think he's dead Dang. so her mom at this point is upset she basically tells dr cruz this is not working coming back here was a mistake he tells her well we'll take her back and start her on another round of drug treatments so she tells tina at this point to pack your things we're going to leave in the morning uh, we go back next door sandra and russell are going skinny dipping preparing to go skinny dipping realize sandra is a gold digger yeah Yes. He says, what is it that you love about me? And she said, it's your big, fat wallet. Yes. Yep. Well, at least she's honest. Yeah. But she's I owning it. She's a gold digger. And he, yeah, he's... Get down, girl, go on, get down. So she goes skinny dipping, and as Russell is preparing to join her, Jason shows up. With an axe. Oh, yeah. He polo swings that axe into Russell's face. That was awesome. Yeah, it was. Um, Sandra looks up and sees... Russell's dead body on the beach. Which, by the way, is the producer's dead body. It was a cameo, which really? I don't know why they did oh, that. Hmm, I want to be in this scene. Yep. I want to be dead, too. So, <laughs> Jason pops out of the water. So, I don't know how he got from the beach to the water without Sandra realizing, but movie's Zombie got a movie. Powers. Yeah. He pops out of the water and uh, drowns Sandra, pretty simply. There's not much to yeah. it. Was a, it was a pretty boring Jason kill. Right. Well, we didn't even see it. She just disappears under the water. Felt very jaws so Maddie's mad. She's upstairs and begins her makeover. Yeah, transformation. But she's putting makeup on. Um, Nick can't get a hold of his cousin Michael on the phone, especially after what Tina's telling him. He's really starting to get worried at this point. And he knew he was on his way there. It's like, who, 
What's I he calling he, on this, a cell phone or something? I think he was trying to call like his his aunt. Yeah. And see if she had heard from him. Like maybe they stopped at a hotel or something. Just yeah. trying to figure out. Yeah, but he was saying, on. "Come on, pick up." Because this it's is like, before. What? Yeah. This like, is before cell phones, obviously. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, no, it's 2001. So maybe he did have a cell phone. Yeah. Maybe they envisioned that cell phones would be readily available in 2001 okay we'll go with that sure <laughs> melissa is using eddie at this point and i can't remember what she's doing but she's trying yeah she's trying to make she's trying to make nick, nick jealous jealous he's not that type of guy he's not like a jock he's not handsome he, he would be out of her league nerd right yep. so she was really he's probably making some other science fiction reference right. so really this was like exciting for him and this was like a she had to slide down the hill to, to do this. She was really reaching to make this guy jealous. So Jason is shown outside of the cabin at this point looking through the window. Probably excited that he found a smorgasbord yep. yeah. of victims. Mm, buffet. So then <laughs> this is, okay, well, we've got another issue at this point. Dr. Cruz is sitting at uh, his desk in the house. He opens up a drawer and he has that metal spike in his drawer, right? Yeah. Now, is this the spike that... Jason used no. This so this is the, the the only way that this is. I've 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 really looked into this. The only way that this is possible is that he had a spike that he stuck in the side of the house with the intent of Tina finding it. Mm-hmm. How he knew that she was going to hallucinate Jason killing Nick with a spike, an an identical spike. Uh, this man. You talk about a plot hole. This makes no sense. The only thing I could think of was Jason probably did put it there. And then, you know, the doctor, because he went out by himself to go check and everything. And then he pulled it out, hit it somewhere outside. But, but he did, we'll get to be a, covered in blood. To a part in a minute where that doesn't work, though. But this, because I, I, both times I watched yeah. it, I really was looking and don't for get me, it the second uh, Yeah, time. don't get me wrong, because... What I'm trying to explain here still doesn't make sense, but... No, 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 it doesn't because... And yeah, i got to let me get there in a second, but okay, you'll see why okay. that doesn't work. Okay. So he has this spike in the desk drawer, which then tells you at this point that he's involved in some way in what's happening to Tina. He's being sneaky. Right. Dr. Cruz then gets up and goes outside into the woods and walks around and finds Michael's dead body in a tree. Right. Next to the body, he reaches down and picks up the murder weapon, the bloody spike. So his spike is still in the drawer upstairs because during this time, Mama Shepherd comes in and finds the spike in the drawer. So mm-hmm. somehow he had a spike yeah. that he was using for whatever reason to, to get Tina to use her telekinesis, but it just so happened to be the exact same spike that Jason actually used. Right. Maybe he had two different ones. That's the only other thing I can think of. But that even makes it doesn't sort of sense. It doesn't Which make any way, sense because no, he couldn't. I mean, maybe he saw it in there, pulled it out, and just made it sound like, "Oh no, you're just hallucinating." But just the, to keep Tina but the there. spike was still in the desk drawer when right. he found it out in the woods. Because while he was out in the woods and finds that dead body, there was blood on that spike too. Tina's yeah. mother walks into the office and opens up the drawer and sees the spike in there. That's what I mean. Maybe Jason had two different ones. That's what I mean. Either way, it's don't get me wrong. This is ridiculous and everything else, but but if Jason had two different spikes, how Jason went and put one in the desk drawer upstairs? No, no, no. no the doctor, exactly. because once she said, you know, that thing's uh, stuck right by the door. And the he doctor did said, find it out there. Yeah, and then he just pulled it out, hit it somewhere. And the only means... way that could have happened is if Jason had two spikes 
Why? We where, don't even know how he, he got one. Getting these spikes. Yeah. Well, where he get? The, yeah, well, I was gonna say where he get it in the still, first place. It shot. still <laughs> makes no sense. And we're we're. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's while I was uh, yeah. while I was researching gotta... uh, the writers, and there was two writers for this movie. Apparently, there is something called a continuity or script continuity supervisor, and there was one for this movie. I don't know what they were doing, <laughs> but apparently, not their job. <laughs> You're fired. That's for sure. Like we said, Mama Shepard walks into the office during this time and finds the spike in Dr. Cruz's desk drawer, finds a tape where Dr. Cruz is basically saying that he's just trying to... Get her to use her psychic... He's trying to get her to use her abilities so that they can somehow profit off of it. Dr. Cruz comes back in, she confronts him about it, and they get into an argument. He admits that that's what he's doing. But when she says, well, we're leaving, we're getting out of here, and he says, well, I'm going to have to have her committed. So I don't know if he's blackmailing her. Either way, she probably needs to be committed, so I don't necessarily disagree with that. No, I don't think that he would have the authority to do that. I think that would be the mother's final say. So Tina hears the argument from outside the door. She's already got her bag packed like her mother told her to. So she goes ahead and leaves. So Dr. Cruz and Mama Shepard follow her because they hear her leave in the car. As she's driving away... Uh, she hallucinates in, right in the middle of the road. Yeah. Jason killing her mother. Like Looks like he's using her as a ventriloquist dummy. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, so this fine. scares her, so she runs her car off the road and crashes, gets out, and runs into the woods. Now, I wouldn't have done that. I would have ran right over. It's just like, let's make it less painful for mom here. <laughs> yeah. And just kept going. Good point. Yep. So Maddie, she's now made over. She leaves... The room where she was putting on makeup and immediately goes outside to look right. for David. She's looking for David. I, did she look in the main part of the house? Yeah, right. that was weird. She just She's upstairs in a room putting on makeup. She walks out of the room and we immediately cut to her walking outside to the woods saying, David? David, are you out here? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming she looked in the other part of the house, but maybe not. I don't know. This don't movie know. made it very hard it to like matter. stay on track. It did. It jumped. You're right. It jumped around yeah. a lot. I w- I couldn't follow it. Like it was. This was. Sh- this was the shark jumper yeah. for me. So she drops her earring. She's frantically searching for an earring for some reason. As soon as she finds yeah. it. Russ's body falls out of a tree. The earring's not going to make any difference right. in, in Maddie, your appearance. That he's going to be like, oh, I want her now. Like, no. Yeah, Maddie screams. She has a nice scream. Yeah, she does. Oh, she yeah. Has a good scream. Oh, yeah. She's a bust now. Um, so she takes off running. Jason is in pursuit. She ends up in a barn. And these were the best shots in the movie. This scene oh, yeah. in the barn. I loved yeah. this scene. This was good. She was obviously pretty classic victim, but she wasn't the dumbest. She was trying oh, to yeah. climb under the under the stable, I guess, into the into the one next to it, mm-hmm. and then she climbs back under. But man, the way they framed this this by far I thought was the best part of the movie. Oh yeah, the way this was shot, the way this was framed, it was what a two or three minute scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, you can good. she's looking through the slats in the in the wall, and she can see Jason kind of walking back and forth. It set up, it built tension. I'll give credit where credit is due, and I yep. loved oh, yeah. this oh, scene. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. was good. Totally yeah. agree. Oh, at one point, we've got we, we've got a shot to where the side of the wall uh, runs right down the yes. middle of the screen, and we see mm-hmm. um, Maddie on one side backed against the wall, and we see Jason kind of walking back and forth on the other side. It was this was a brilliantly shot scene, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I really liked this. So she he eventually um, catches her, punches through the wall, and then. Um, Kills her with a, a scythe, I think. Something, yeah. yeah. Some miniatures. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, she did. It was nasty looking. 
sideways sickle is what I thought it was. Yeah, something like that. Nick finds Tina out in the woods. Again, we just um, we jump right from one thing to a completely different thing. It's really hard to follow. Because we'll cut to a scene for like three seconds, and then we will cut to a completely different scene and come back to the previous scene like five minutes later. It's, it's, it is exhausting trying to keep up with what's going on in this uh -huh. movie. I felt like the director had taken a bunch of speed or something. Right. Like he couldn't get yeah. his mind straight on like, maybe this one, maybe you should do this. So, I could not imagine what, what what this was like in the editing room. No. <laughs> this was the 80s. So, Dr. Cruz and Mama Shepard uh, find the crashed car. Mama Shepard freaks out. They take off into the woods looking for Tina. Then we then get like three back-to-back-to-back -back -back scenes of, let's see, Eddie and Melissa canoodling, David and yeah. Robin hooking up, and then we get a POV shot of... Ben and Kate in the van. So their relationship's okay now. Right, they've made up. So <laughs> yeah. Jason, it's it's Jason is at the van, right? Because we're getting his his mm -hmm. point of view, right. walking up to the van, and uh, the van immediately starts. Sh someone's shaking the van from the outside. So Ben thinks it's Michael, Michael. who's finally arrived. I don't know why. That's yeah. who he thinks it is. Of everybody that's here, Michael's the one that's not here. So, so he goes out looking for him. There's the the van is decked out in like party favors. Oh yeah, right. Like for some the, reason. Uh, what do you call those? Oh, the, 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 the little horns. Uh, celebration horns. Yeah. yeah. The, the buzzy horns. Yeah. So Ben goes out looking while Kate stays in the van. Jason sneaks up on Ben and. Smashes his head, I guess. Yeah, basically. Crushes his head from top yeah, to bottom. It's right. just, that sounds disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like crushed eggs. Yeah. He can right. crush anything, too. So. Kate then's getting worried because she can't find because Ben's not come back yet. So she sticks her head out the driver's side door, driver's side window, and Jason jams a party horn in her eye. Yeah. That was that. That was kind of funny. Yeah, it wasn't too campy. It was funny because yeah. the whole eh, after, yeah. after that whole <laughs> thing. Yep. <laughs> Melissa finally tells Eddie, I lied. Yeah. They're at about second base. Yeah. Not even, yeah, not even quite at I don't even base. think they're at second base. No. But Melissa shoves Eddie off and says, Okay, I'm done. I lied. He's like, What do you mean? She said, Yeah, I was just trying to make Nick jealous. Which and clearly wasn't going to work. Right? He's not even here, so I'm not going to keep this going any longer. So Eddie obviously gets mad, but then he has what I think might be the nerdiest line in cinema history. Yes. He says, I know when I've been rejected. I've been rejected by some of the finest science fiction magazines in the continental United States. Congratulations. Can't imagine oh why. Oh my gosh. If you were hoping that this was going to change her mind. No. No. And then he leaves with a good one, too. Yeah. He's going to take a shower. Yep. <laughs> He's got a date with a soap on a rope. Yeah. I'm not Who even sure what that means. A cold shower. shower he said a cold shower. Yeah. That's some prison stuff. Goodness, Eddie. Poor guy. So Jason pulls the power to the cabin. We then go to Nick and Tina. They find Michael's body. So Nick now knows that his, his cousin is dead. And this confirms for Tina that her visions are coming true. So now she's very worried for her mother whom she also had a vision of getting killed. Uh, we then quickly cut back to the party house, and Jason's in the house, everybody. In the hizzy. So David and Robin are laying in bed together with the munchies, which is what happens. You get a hunger about you. Yeah, I think so. You get the rumblies. Right, so David goes down to get some food. It's lightning outside, and we get an awesome shot of David as he's walking through the kitchen the room lights up from the lightning, and just behind oh, David, cool. you see Jason standing in the corner of the kitchen. I never, that was no, I never noticed that until you guys yeah, showed that, that was, to me. That was yeah. me. Chantel noticed it. He slips on some mud on the floor as he's walking to the refrigerator. 
Jason sneaks up behind him. And the first time I remember him using the Michael Myers knife. Yep. Yeah, butcher knife. Yeah. He's got a thing for the classics. He does. Mm -hmm. So Tina and Nick are now back at the Shepherd house. They find the spike in Dr. Cruz's office. So Tina says, oh, he knew. So she realizes that he was up to no good. They find a handgun in the drawer. Not a bad idea to hold on to that. We then very quickly get Tina realizing what she's done with her powers because she finds a scrapbook. Someone's keeping a scrapbook, apparently. I, of, I thought that was the yeah. doctor's. Was that it might have been, but of, of the of the Jason murders, of the Camp Crystal Lake murders, yeah, she looks yeah. at it for like 10 seconds and she's like, Jason Voorhees, oh no, what have I done? So she yeah. immediately realizes right. that's who she brought up from. And I'm still trying to figure out where the scrapbook and came from. Yeah. And he's killing people, yep. so sure, let's just let's just go along yeah. with it. Wait, 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 wait. It's like, okay, no, nothing else is making I sense. Let's just know who it put was. this in. She was like, oh, Jason Voorhees, but like, didn't she realize that was Jason throughout most of the movie when he started killing? He had the whole mask on. Well, she didn't, yeah. Ah, that's true. I don't know. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, right, yeah, do? So she then has, because she realizes that she's responsible for the death that's begun to happen, she has a telekinetic seizure? Yes. Oh, when they're still in the room Stuff together? Stuff starts yeah. falling off the walls and she looks like she's her eyes are rolling in the back of her head. I don't know. We jump back next door again. We've got um, Eddie, who's now... Over it doesn't care anymore because he's now opening Michael's birthday gifts. <laughs> oh. And we see in the background Melissa sneaks out of the house. She didn't even have to do that. She could have just just left. Yeah. And why is she sneaking out of the house? We find out to go stalk Nick some more. Boy, she is. She's a piece of work. For someone who's coming across as very prissy and holier than thou, she's got she's a stalker streak in right. her. Needy. She's more of a stalker than Jason Voorhees. She wow. kind of gave me That's uh, a lot. She kind of gave me a uh, young Cruella Deville vibes. Sure, yeah, you can see that. Tina obviously tells Nick her theory, and so Nick says, "Well, we've got to get everybody out, right?" He's thinking of the people that he came with next door. Tina says, "Well, my my mom's in the woods." Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we then go back again. We're jumping back and forth here, but Jason sneaks up behind Eddie, who. Hears the clomping footsteps and thinks it's Melissa. Yeah. I mean, unless she's Jason Voorhees or Clydesdale, I don't <laughs> yeah. know why you would think. Right. Flop, flop. Yeah. Because yeah, just... he, he goes, oh, did you change your mind? And he yeah. turns around and Jason chops his head off with a machete. Yeah. I, I didn't feel too bad about this. No, she didn't, Eddie, to answer your question. Right. <laughs> Obnoxious. So Robin at this point... Because David hasn't returned, she leaves the room, um, knocks on Maddie's door, no one answers. She then knocks on David's door to David's bedroom. He doesn't answer, so she goes inside, finds his pot stash. Goodness gracious. Right. Yeah. How long was he st planning on staying here? He's got a lot of a lot of joints and a big old fatty. Yes, he does. And uh, typical fashion with those things is to be shared with friends. He had enough. I, I think that was his, his own personal thing, but I'm like, he should have been sharing that. More so. He has a problem. <laughs> she hears a noise coming from the closet. Our false jump scare. It's a cat that was apparently locked in the closet. Right. Well, yeah. well how did that happen? Nice. Ex explain that. She opens it up. Cat jumps out. Like, how did it raise this, like 10 questions. Why is the cat in there? Who put the cat in there? Is that, is, that, is that a spot where the cat hangs out? Why wasn't it making noise before? Right. I feel like that's the same question asked three different yeah. ways. How where long did the, was it in there? Where did it come from? Right. So she then uh, picks up the cat, she's petting the cat, and she finds David's severed head. Because somehow, I guess, Jason knew that this was 
David's bedroom? I guess. Sure. Yeah, so she freaks he, out. He probably smelled the weed on him and stuff. He's <laughs> like, right. yeah, this makes this sense. This has got to be his room. room. Jason yeah. comes in at this point. Robin freaks out. Jason grabs her, throws her through the window, the upstairs window. Clearly throws her out backwards, but then we see her coming out the window from the other side, and she's facing forward. Right. Maybe she was trying to land feet first like a cat. Uh -uh. Right. Her back was thrown through the window. We then get the shot from outside as she's still coming through the window, and she's facing forward. Unless she's like an Olympic uh, gymnast. She she could not have spun her body around while still in the frame of the window. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying the rest of this movie doesn't make sense. So her trying to spin around, trying to land feet first like a cat. That's the only thing that, should, that can make sense at this point, which in either way doesn't work. I'm pointing out things that are clear plot holes in this movie. It doesn't. There's no way she was facing that direction when he threw her out the window. And then when they did the screening of this movie, were they, oh, yep, looks fine to me. Can I also point out that we were looking for logic in the Jason movie? That's true. The other one seems Again, like Port of Little. Again, could not else. imagine the editing room's just like, oh, God. Just leave it in. <laughs> just leave it. why you don't want to pull at a sweater thread. <laughs> yeah. So... Nick, again, is back the shepherd cabin with Tina. Says he's going to go get the others. Tina said she's going to wait at the house for her mom to come back. I'll just chalk this up to Tina's not thinking clearly at this point, but sure. Because she says she's in the woods. She's worried about her because she's going to get killed in the woods, but then she doesn't. I mean, at least if she would have said, well, you go ahead. I'm going to go to the woods to find my mom. She said, I'm going to wait here for my mom to come back. Well, you just said you're worried that she's going to die, and you have a vision of her dying in the woods. Okay. So we then get Mama Shepherd running through the woods, which would make much more sense to Tina's vision. Right. She's running around like a lunatic. Yeah. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Can't find Tina. I mean, I guess I would understand that. Maybe she's trying to think like a lunatic like her daughter. Yeah. Or like yeah. Jason. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the, uh, Dr. Cruz basically shows his true colors here. He basically tells her to stop. He says, we need to get out of here. And she obviously is like, I'm not leaving without Tina. Right. And he says... Well, you're on your own. He then sees Jason behind them, so he takes off and runs. He is not even trying to protect nope. yeah. Mrs. Shepard. So she runs too. They don't get too far when he gets the keys from her, the car mm-hmm. keys from her. And then Jason shows up, so Dr. Cruz human shield. uses yep. Mama Shepard as a human this shield. As dirt. Dirt ball. Yeah. Yep. He's a dirt While ball. While Jason runs her through with a spear. No, and then the funny thing is, it's like it's not like he panicked and used her. It looks like he stood there for a moment and he oh, yeah. her, like helped right Jason. And if like, you have at it. If you connect these movies, it kind of makes what happens in Weekend at Bernie's fine. Sure. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he grabs her and is holding her in front of himself as Jason's approaching. And she's like, what are you doing? No, no. And then Jason just goes... Straight impale yep. through the back. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Yeah. Like, oh, this um, is too easy. This is a gimme. <laughs> I needed something to brace her anyway. Uh, Nick goes next door to see who he can find and finds a lovely house of death. Yep. Wonderful. Um, goes next door again. So he's just running back and forth between houses at this point. No Tina, of course. Uh, but thirsty Melissa oh. pops around a corner, not even realizing what's going on, and almost gets smoked because Nick's got his gun drawn oh, at this point. Right. Oh, my gosh. How his trigger finger didn't blow her away. Yeah. I would have like, we... the clip accidentally, but it was just like, you shouldn't have came, came around like that. Did we uh, Did we figure out where he got that gun from? We're on high alert here. Yeah, it was from the doctor's drawer. So we then go back to the woods. Tina's back in the woods. Dr. Cruz is hiding behind some twigs. It's a great hiding spot. Yeah. yeah. 
you can't see me. Yeah, she says, I'm trying to find my mom. Where is she? He says, oh, she's back at the house. And Tina says, no, you're lying because I just came from the house. She then sees the blood on Dr. Cruz's shirt and who then tells her that she's dead. So Tina runs off. Jason shows up behind Dr. Cruz with a power tool for the first time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You hear him. It was. You, you hear a... Like what in yeah, the it's world? like a it's like a weed whacker crossed with a circular saw. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty fantastic looking. I was gonna say I don't I don't think I've ever seen one because they have those for like on a on a weed whacker, but not like a bandsaw really. It's just more like a miniature normal looking yeah. chainsaw. The, the only thing I could think of that this would be used for is for sawing through high limbs. You know, yeah, like, that's yeah. exactly yeah. what I was thinking with right. that. Right. So, Jason kills Doctor Cruz. Tina then finds her mother's dead body, um, and then she finds she sees Jason walking toward uh, back toward the house through the woods. So she follows him. She then finds Jason's artwork set up out in the woods. Yeah, every dead body. He's got all these dead bodies set up out in the arts and crafts with Jason. Yeah, but when did he again? When did he have the time to do any of that? Right. So Jason, uh, she then comes to a clearing, and her and Jason have a face-off, and we go Jason versus Tina slash Carrie for the last act of our movie. This is our last act has begun. Um, She wraps him up with tree roots, knocks him into a puddle, and breaks off a power line with her mind. And he was very confused. Electrocutes him. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't know like like, what is going on. So yeah. He's electrocuted, but that didn't do any good because that's what brought him back to life to the begin with. Yeah. Oh, that tickles. Yeah. So Tina goes back to the party house. And Jason pretty athletically jumps through the kitchen window. Yeah, it was that was awesome. awesome. He's got yeah. ups. Yeah. So then we have a yeah. clean jump. We have a stare down, and then Tina goes off with her powers again. Uh, she throws a couch at Jason. Um, she finds Eddie's head in a potted plant, so she throws that at Jason. Headbutts. Headbutt. Yeah, <laughs> headbutt. They then go outside, and she collapses the porch roof on Jason. And she thinks this killed him somehow because she goes back next door. Um, Nick and Melissa are both there, and she kills. She tells Nick, "I killed him." Yeah, Jason's no, dead. He didn't. Yeah. No. So Melissa still doesn't believe them. She finally says she's leaving against Nick's wishes. She opens the door, and there's Jason. Axe to the forehead. Yep. Yeah. Right. Bet you believe Talk- now, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Talk about like yeah. fifteen she seconds, and then die. finally got it. Yeah. yeah. She. I'm glad she finally died. Yeah. Nick and. Tina escape upstairs, but Jason's coming up after them. They can't get through the door upstairs because it's locked. Tina uses more powers. She smacks him in the dome with a light fixture hanging from the ceiling. She did that a a couple times. Yeah, and he lands on the staircase and completely collapses the staircase. (laughs) Which made us I mean, unless Jason weighs a thousand pounds, I'm pretty sure that's not realistic. It was an awesome stunt, though. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I heard he actually almost died from that stunt. So they get... Yeah, I was going to say, because... How? Like I said, it was just supposed to be those few steps that broke through, and he actually, his head almost hit the real step that almost killed him. So Jason reappears once they get down the stairs and knocks Nick out. Tina then tightens the straps on Jason's mask. That was pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very yeah. gross. Blood and pus pussy. coming out of his scalp. His, his mask then uh, splits in two, and we see... It's new. His face yeah. is getting worse and worse all yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, he looked like a Muppet. <laughs> yeah, it was just... <laughs> It was awful. Um, I thought it was pretty good looking. I mean, it was, yeah, mm-hmm. it was. But Tina then uses an electric cord from the ceiling to try to choke Jason. Mm-hmm. She yep. 
literally hangs him from the ceiling. Why she then dropped him through the floor into the basement didn't really make right, any sense. Right, because he only yeah. fell like four she, feet. She had him at that point. Yeah. There was yeah. nothing he could do. She drops him through the floor into the cellar. He looks like Lloyd Christmas falling off the jet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. worry, I'm a limo driver. Um, she goes to tend to Nick. Jason wakes up, jumps up and grabs Tina, yeah. pulls her down to the cellar. She then uses her powers again and shoots a bunch of nails that were laying loose uh-huh. at Jason. She then starts dousing with gasoline, which I don't know why he's seemingly allowing. Maybe it's hurting it. his one. Maybe it's hurting his one eye. Yeah, I guess I the gas is somehow <laughs> subduing Jason. Um, but then ultimately, she uses the fire from the furnace uh-huh. to Ignite. light Jason on fire. Which, by the way, he she has be- gone full carry yeah, at this point. Right. <laughs> yeah. Ken Hodder is actually on fire for like 40 seconds. That's the longest time ever oh my in a gosh. movie. Wow. Is that, is that awesome. Bad? That is awesome. Is, I mean, that's good that he was able to perform yeah. that feat, but like, I figured like you could burn longer than that. So Nick gets Tina out of the house, and they reach the dock by the lake as the house explodes. Cool explosion. I'll give they, him that much. Oh, yeah. They hug. And then Jason somehow appears on the dock and grabs Tina. Again. I don't know how you how how that why are you hugging? Zombie why, teleportation. Why yeah, teleportation. Yeah, this is he, when he starts using his teleportation. That's fine. I can buy it's into that at this room. point. Oh. Zombie Jason can teleport. <laughs> Nothing in this movie made sense. No, so. why not? Yeah. Give him a jetpack. Nick shoots several times with the handgun. Obviously it doesn't do any good. And Jason knocks Nick backwards into a boat on the dock. Yep. <sighs> Here we go, guys. Mm-hmm. He goes back after Tina. Tina does her carry eyes again. The water starts rumbling. Shattering up through the dock comes Tina's alcoholic, abusive father. Back from the dead. And in one foul swoop, he... Chain. Yeah, throws a chain around Jason's neck and pulls him into the water with him. And that's it. I mean, he literally appears on screen for two seconds to pull Jason... He, back into the lake. He hadn't even now, been, like, I'm not saying you should look like Jason, but he, he would right. look disgusting. Yeah, right. So like, back to normal. my initial problem with this movie. So clearly this confirms her father has been left in this lake all this time. The shark has been jumped. Yes. <laughs> yes. This did it for me. So she finally summoned her father back. I mean, maybe this was just a... Was he under the dock the entire time I after she resurrected know. Jason? I yeah. Know. It's a new dock. The whole dock collapsed. So they would yeah, have had to right. have built... An, they would have had to clean up the old dock and build a new one, apparently just gingerly moving the dead body out of the way as they built yeah. this new dock. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, and this is not even touching, that. touching on the fact that she just summoned her dead dad out of a lake to pull J. Je- oh my gosh! That's so, so then uh, she passes out. She wakes up the next uh, day. It's daytime, yeah, on a, and she's on a stretcher. Yeah. Quick cameo: We have the director is mm-hmm. one of the firefighters that picks, picks up, up the broken mask. The broken mask out of the rubble. That's I love how it exploded, and they both landed in the same spot. They load. Yeah, they load <laughs> Tina onto into the ambulance next to Nick. He says, where's Jason? And she said, we took care of him. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And then, yeah, they drive off and Thanks. Roll, roll credits. The... This movie mercifully comes to yeah. an end. We yeah, could not have done it without you. Where's your Where's your cinema grade, John Tell? This gets a F minus. F minus. If I give it another minus, I would. There's yeah, this one's not getting a passing grade for me. There's no. too many... 
The, Kane uh, Hodder is does everything he can to save yeah, this yes. movie. And again, there are some really great shots, but there are right. yeah. way uh, too many plot holes. And I yeah. know I'm talking about plot holes in a Friday the 13th right. movie, but it has too many plot holes for a Friday the 13th movie. Yes. Which is saying something. Yeah. No. Say, yeah, this gets this gets a D plus for me just because of Kane Hodder. And I can understand some of the other yeah. <clears throat> cool shots and I you know, all that stuff. It. Other than that, it's just I can see why you are giving it a passing grade. I my personally, I just can't do it. Yeah, uh, it's just the whole movie is it's it's a mess. It is. I mean, it's like join Tina as she tries to come to grips with the guilt over killing her father with her telekinetic powers. Will she learn to harness her abilities before she ends up institutionalized? Or will she be committed to a mental hospital for the rest of her life? Oh, or will she get killed by Jason Voorhees, who she summoned from the dead? This was a left field movie. Like, this movie had to be pitched, and all of this had to, I don't know. It just, it doesn't work for me. Now before I give my my grade, I want to give a alternate ending. Ready for this? What if she wakes up in the hospital and she, it was all in her head? Yeah. Ooh. I almost half expected that. Then, no, I did then that would have, that would have been a better it, movie. It would have got so, a, a, maybe but, a C. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a, um, somewhere between D minus D plus. Mm-hmm. Just because of Kane Hodder and the stunts. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, that's that's the only yeah. thing I You're too generous. So, we are jumping into part eight on our next episode. That may be it. I don't know how many more of these I can do. Yeah, if this is going to continue like this, we're going. you're going to be getting an early present from uh, yeah. Scared Smithless. Jumping into a new franchise, or at least a, a new movie. But part eight next time. Um, we'll see if uh, Kane Hodder can try to save another one of these right. train wrecks. Thank you for bearing it's, with us. Uh, it's it's Jason's taking Manhattan, guys. No. Next time he's not taking anything. Oh, oh. he's on. This I'm excited. Called, this I... could have been called Jason Boatrip. <laughs> yeah, or Jason visits Manhattan. Yeah, right. Takes so, a short holiday to like, Manhattan. Like not like a baby's day out kind of visit of no. Manhattan. Oh no, no this is no gonna be bad. not at all. This is so, gonna be bad. Thanks for tuning in for uh, another episode of Scared Smithless. We'll catch you next time. Stay tuned. Stay classy. And thanks for stopping by. See you later.